Hey everybody, welcome to episode 207 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. On today's episode, I recap week nine. Uh, you can find this show on our website, saturdaydownsouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show every Sunday, just like we're doing right now at 8 Eastern Time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Go share with your friends. We're looking to expand the pod. We really appreciate you guys listening. Been a very loyal listening bunch. Going it alone tonight. But for now, here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas. Pete, I'm your host, Tyler Huck. And uh, tonight, I go it alone. Um, what's up, guys? New subscriber. What's up, UGA Chris M? UGA Chris M? Who is that? Uh, this episode is one man short. Yeah, listen, guys. Um, I, Chris was definitely looking forward to joining the show tonight, uh, especially given his prediction that Florida would take down Georgia, which to me I, I thought was a crazy thing to do. But he did it anyways. And... He was really taking heat on social media for it, um, for Georgia fans. And I personally think it's why he's not here tonight. He texted me about 30 minutes ago and said he wasn't feeling well. I got, uh, I put that out on social media. If you're not following me yet, at Tyler Huck on Twitter. And I, I was hearing from everybody. Some people were saying, I heard him on XM radio today. He sounded fine. I don't actually think that he's sick. Like, it's getting, I don't know. I I feel like he's kind of skirting his his uh, duties here, which is to come back and tell you guys um, he's sorry, basically. And so, uh, anyways, I'll, maybe on Wednesday when we record, we can maybe do a recap of the Florida game when he's back. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think of the chat? There's the chat's filling up. We got vi- we got visitors on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I went live on Chris's Twitter just so people would think that he's here i am over 1k subs but uh oh <sighs> Tyler, how we doing tonight uga fans how we doing tonight i'll just let you take it from here for the first time since 2020, the Twitter fiends came after me. You're so far ahead of the music. That's why I'm here. I'm singing crazy dogs, wide open arms. Wide open Under the bright light. Under the bright light. Paid to do this. It's the dumbest thing we've ever done without. A oh boy, the quality is the icing. Yeah, just you were just like a, a verse ahead of what was going on with the actual music. Well, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Um, 
How about the haircut? The haircut's not bad. The haircut I, looks I, good. It's a mix between old, fat, white Bijan Robinson and somebody just desperate at a gay bar. That's what I'm going for right now. That's <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I'll take this part off. Uh, all the right. necklace. <laughs> the necklace. Shark tooth necklace, baby. Shark tooth. Ow. How did you get a hold of a, a shark tooth? You had to have had that on hand, I suppose. Oh, yeah, it was already on hand. I kept that in my okay. shoebox. That was terrible. I keep all my special things. Who said it was terrible? Krista, first off, you're projecting because you're an LSU fan. I do a pretty good creep. Under the solar. That's like pretty fucking good. Um, Did you guys hear the the glass shattering? Because that was a pivotal piece. Chris never could hear it on the sound mm -hmm. um, on his end, but I hope that you guys got that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Zach. People saying it was terrible, have no taste. Um, all right, Michael Kelly did hear the glass shattering, so yeah. we're good. Ooh, yeah, I can tell. I can tell you couldn't hear the music because you were your singing was way ahead of the actual music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was starting to get a little filtered out, but you guys get the point. I you said I got a, I got two texts. I got one from Robert Saint Jean says I just had to turn off the live. Straight up, fuck Tyler right now. Um, and the other one. It comes from uh, the GF who just said, you're now single. So that's fun. Okay. Well, so, what a start. Yeah. All right. Do, we want to start with the, do you want to start with the apology tour? I think we got to start with the apology tour. It's, it's on everybody's mind. All right. So yesterday, against my better judgment, I went ahead, made a bold prediction on Thursday. Yep. Georgia was going to lose in the stunner of the century. Now, I am fully aware of who I am as a person and that not everyone likes me. I'm not for everyone. Hell, I wasn't for my own dad. We get it, guys. That's fair. At the same time, I like it was I was I was not having a good morning because just a little peel behind the onion. I I decided to post this like 8 a.m. And within minutes, people were just like, that guy's a fucking clown. That guy's an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, I haven't been against George in three years. I haven't, I haven't picked you guys to lose a single game in three years. You know that you've only lost one game in the last three years, and it was the two my favorite team, Alabama. And in that game, I said you guys were going to win by 14-plus points. So I post this. And in my deranged delu- – and I, listen, just we're going to have full honesty here. I, 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 I went through it yesterday. In my delusional-ass head, anytime I say something wrong, I desperately – want everyone to take a second and while you're admitting that I was wrong also tell me all the times I was right and pat myself on the back and coddle me into thinking that I'm still good at my job that's a me thing that's not a you thing and I fucking went through it for several hours yesterday because I made the mistake of saying Georgia would lose and they not only didn't lose they destroyed Florida they destroyed Florida shout out to our buddy Drew Butler who was on the show last Wednesday or last Thursday when it came out who said they were going to lose they were going to win 42 to 20 I thought he was crazy it was 43 to 20 so it shows that he knows. He's an idiot. Um, he's off by a whole point. Now, bad. real bad. Real bad. <laughs> I apologize to all the Georgia fans for saying that Georgia doesn't scare me. That LSU scares me more than Georgia does. And I want to clarify what I mean by that. <laughs> Up until this point, yeah, there's things that Georgia did or didn't do that didn't scare me that much. Time is not a flat circle, okay? Things, <laughs> things don't just – you don't get to say things one time and they just stay like that forever. Otherwise, we'd all be dating our first-grade girlfriends, unless you didn't have a first-grade girlfriend because you were a loser. Um, Idiot. Idiot. 
But yeah, so and I'm seeing it here. Nothing about Georgia scares me. <laughs> so I was wrong. I was very wrong. I was like the wrongest you could be. There's a ton about Georgia that scares me. You know what? I think you forgot to factor in. It was the Carson Beck homecoming game. He's from Jack. Has a fucking cartoon rocket on the side of his calf that says "blast off," and he's just ragdolling the entire country right now. It's absurd. He's so yep. good. And yeah. Georgia didn't need Brock Bowers. And now I, I want to go back to one thing that I said. Now I did say, I did say that that I wasn't. I was more scared of LSU than I am Georgia. And I stand by that, mainly <laughs> because Bama's not going to beat LSU. And we're not going to have to play Georgia. So it's totally fine. <laughs> and if they do have to play Georgia, it's going to be a fucking nightmare for me. Because then I'm going to have to sit here for the next month and get oh, yeah. just heart palpitations waiting for me to lose that game. So without further ado, I am sorry for how wrong I was, Georgia fans. You guys are the best team in the country. And I will. it'll take another couple of years before I doubt you again. Uh, you know what? It takes a real man of principle and character to be able to admit when he's wrong. So credit to you. Credit to to Georgia. Uh, dominant effort there. Final score of 43-20. It was never that close. Yeah. Um, no, hold, on, Beck, hold on. Can we all talk about for a brief second, though, how we all felt when Florida went right down the field and scored yeah. on the first drive? Yeah, I was like, I oh, several texts and I, <laughs> I think my exact response was like, I will be insufferable if this happens. Like, I will be insufferable. If this yeah. Happens. But it didn't happen. So there you go. That was like pretty much the last good thing that happened to Florida until like the very last yeah. part of the fourth quarter. Um, we asked who's going to step up in the, um, in the absence of, of Brock Bowers. I think the consensus between all three of us, including uh, Drew Butler, who I mistakenly put as Kevin Butler on the podcast yeah. when I first released it. <laughs> um, we also had Ladd McConkey, and sure enough, seven targets, six receptions, yeah. 135 yards, and a touchdown. So great job by Ladd. So feels like he's finally healthy. Dope had a nice catch uh, in direct replacing of, of Bowers in this game, and it was domination, man. Uh, yeah. Almost 500 yards of offense. Carson Beck is continuing. I mean, he's been really good down the stretch. Right. If you would have put a Heisman ticket on him like a month ago, you might be feeling good about that right now because I don't think anyone's really running away with the Heisman. And if you're playing this kind of level football on the number one team in the country, chances are you're going to make it to New York. So Carson Beck's right in the thick of that race, in my opinion. Um, yeah, what else can you say about Georgia, man? I mean, I think what we found is in games that aren't supposed to be close yeah, or aren't big, Georgia kind of messes around a little bit. But when, it's, when the lights are the brightest – and everyone's doubting them, they turn it on. I and listen, like give credit where credit's due, man, because that's a that's a quarterback, whether you think he's good or not, that's a quarterback that was like third in the country in the completion percentage. Like Graham Mertz has been playing really, really good ball. He was six of six in the first drive. Like, yeah. But I, I tell you what, and this is this is <laughs> when <laughs> this is just like trying to just forget about what already happened here. Um, but no, like what, what separates Georgia and elite programs from the rest of the country. This is like, I watched this, like it reminded me so much of, of games when Bama was like, when I was a kid and Bama was like in the Mike years, whatever Mike you want to throw in there, Dubose, Shula, whatever, where it was like, okay, 
they got a big game. Bama's not ranked, but they're like four and two, five and two, and they've got a, a, a game against Florida, Tennessee, you know, whatever. And and you strike early, and then you're just like, okay, we can do this. And you just start doing all of the things that non-elite teams do. And Georgia doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's a 60-minute fight. It's a 60-minute fight, and they let the whole thing come to them. And little did any of us know that Florida was going to shit their pants so badly that they took the fight to Georgia in the first quarter or in the second quarter. Going for it on that play call, bro, like – That was ridiculous, man. Like, when you're the underdog, especially when you're a 14-and-a-half-point underdog, you don't – you don't go for it on your fourth down, especially on fourth down in your, what were they in like the 30? Like the 35. Yeah. Um, And look, everyone it, like, okay, you can say what you will of the play call because everyone's into this whole tush push thing and that's what they uh, looked like they were going to go for. And then they tried yeah. some trickeration and just they do that in BYU a lot so they can save their virginity. Yeah. They call it the soak poke. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really good. that's really good yeah um right are my fucking teeth right now what is going on? i look like what is oh, happening yeah, right yeah. now yeah i got like divorced dad vibes going big time right now some say i should have those vibes and i'm not putting them off <laughs> <I'm> not gonna... <laughs> uh but yeah man credit to georgia every single one of our voicemails is about georgia we did have one oklahoma caller out of the blue but he left a three-minute-long voicemail. I can't play we'll that. We'll play part of it at the end. Um, okay. Stoke Poke is taking off in the in the chatter. No, I, I really yeah. – I was very, very impressed with George. I was very impressed with Bobo, man. That is another place I was wrong where I just thought that he was not going to be able to pick up where he left off or where they left off. And in some cases, they haven't because I don't think this offense has like as potent as it did. But you brought up the fact that they, they almost gained 500 yards. And when you said that, I was kind of shocked. Like, how did they not gain 500 yards? Well, the only reason they didn't gain 500 yards is because Florida put them in position like with a short field multiple times. Uh, the, the, Georgia, this was a name your score game, and it was a rivalry game against a five and two team that like was going to pull out all the stops and had a week off to prepare for you. And was kind of feeling themselves coming into that game. I figured. Yeah. And we we said it on the pod. It's like, well, is it smoke and mirrors? Because you you basically got blasted by Kentucky, who I think at this point we've figured out is not that good. And you came back on South Carolina, who we know is not very good at all, and they have a no. terrible defense. Uh, um, and Jerry Robinson in the chat makes a good point. It's not the point we were making, I think, but he says Georgia's stronger in the trenches and deeper from a depth, depth standpoint. That one call didn't come close to making the difference. Not what I'm trying to say at all. Yeah, It's just when, when you're, to me, when you're an underdog, like I could see, I could, I could, sign off on Kirby doing the exact same thing that Napier did same play, same call, because it's like, you know, you can beat Florida. And so you, you can make that mistake, not get it. And you're not worried about losing the game, Florida, right? They're already not expected to compete in the game. As far as, you know, the, the spread is concerned. You go up early to me, you just got to play. You just got to be a little bit more conservative than that. That was crazy. I mean, certainly you got to pull out the stops to try to beat, a rival that's favored over you, but that was just a ridiculous gamble. Um, I, I think there's there's still positives, positive takeaways for Florida if you're looking at like some of the stuff they're able to do. Like on script, Billy did a great job of going down the field on them. I love some of the play calls they had that that in route, that box in route where they had like they, they brought the guy in motion and then dragged the guy, the guy in the slot across the field. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. 
Um, he did, they did some things that I thought were really good, but they were all on like the first drive. And, and, and yeah. it was just, it was one of those things where it's like, you, you just saw what it's like. It, it was like quicksand. It was like an avalanche. It was like, however you, the snowball, like whatever you want to say, it was Georgia. The moment they fucking smelled blood, it was over and they put their foot down. And I mean, like I say this like every week. I, I love and respect teams that are able to put their foot on someone's throat and then fucking press down and, and, and get away with a win. And Georgia did that with like, like 46 minutes or 44 minutes ago in this game. Let's get to the voicemails. Yeah. It, by the way, Florida five and three. Now they do get Arkansas at home next week, but then they end the season at LSU at Missouri home against Florida state. That is a tough into the season. Um, so not bowl yet. Dogs and dogs in the chat. Um, all right. Should we get to some of the voicemails? Let's do it. Hey, I'm Grady and I'm from Atlanta. And I found you guys after the Natty Georgia fan context. My sister showed me you guys a show because Marley was just so darn bitter about his girlfriend and we thought it was hilarious. You know, post fiance gate. Oof. Anyway, sitting here at the 50 yard line at um, Everbank, you know. Georgia is destroying Florida. Marler could not have been wrong. I'm not convinced that he's more bitter about Georgia than his ex-fiance. Um, but anyway, Marler, you couldn't have been wrong, more wrong. And um, all I got to say is suck it. Bye. Suck it. Damn. She went in. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, that was good. I like that we have female listeners, though. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think we have another female listener here. Let's see this one. Oh, Marler. It's your favorite girl, your favorite Georgia girl, Christy. Got on Twitter today. I saw your post. And I was like, did he take leave of his senses? This is a normally grounded gentleman who has facts. You lost your fucking mind. Please. Oh, my God. All I want to see are all the tears. All the tears. Everybody who's rooting against us. Fuck you. And the horse you rode in on. Go, dogs. Let's go. I'm feeling the vitriol from the dogs fans after this one. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. No, I do. I do a little bit. And I'm going to push back on that because like, you're fucking welcome. You're fucking like, it's gotta be, you gotta be, you're a bored housewife, right? Not, not the people that called, but the other people normally. <laughs> Crystal. Crystal, what, why is everyone after me? I can't believe we brought up the ex-fiance thing, but it was bitter. Yeah. It was a tough fucking yeah. scene. Well, hey, look, it was a part of the show that attracted her to our show. So, you know, it, yeah, that's also true. So I shouldn't be upset about it. You got to get no, I mean, like, however you can. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, I, I mean, like, you're welcome. You guys are like a bored housewife at home right now, like needing some entertainment. And I gave you that because there's like nothing, that, like nobody's close to them right now, even Michigan. So, it was, oh God, I couldn't have been more wrong. What's up, boys? Glad you're a dog fan here. Down in Eatonton, Georgia. Eatonton. Really pissed off about the way that this day went down. Some dickwad called me to come fix his air conditioner right at the end of the Georgia-Florida game. So I had to leave in the freaking fourth quarter. Um, luckily, my dog came down with a, with a good one. The dickwad didn't even give me a freaking tip for working on his air conditioner. But, hey, go dogs, and uh, look forward to hearing y'all next week. This is going to make the pod. That's not going to make the pot. <laughs> Did you hear that at the end? He goes, this isn't going to make the pot. Wait. Well, there you go. I have a serious question because you're you're more of a grown-up than I am, but are you supposed to tip people that fix the AC? Uh, 
I would say it probably matters on the situation. Like a couple of Christmases ago, my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple Christmases ago, my cable went out, and uh, or not my cable, my my Wi-Fi went out. All the internet got the thing got cut in my yard, and we had COVID, so we had the kids home, and yeah. everything streamed, so we had like nothing for them to do. And so a guy came out on Christmas, and I was like, dude, I gave him lunch, hooked him up yeah. with a tip. I felt bad, you know, it's Christmas, it's working, but I don't That's normally true. tip like service people we know, maybe we should maybe i don't know that we should like maybe there's a mike brant was talking about this like you can on youtube you can you can get tips from from people on like on youtube and the show we should just start collecting money for people like that i didn't even think about that all right what else we got we got another one oh uh, we have a lot more we we don't have to play all of them uh here's here's one claiming that he's now the georgia resident Hey guys, it's your Georgia resident, Go Dog. <laughs> Shout out to that guy though. I really do like the the Florida resident. Hope you're hope you're doing good, man, and hope you guys are doing good. See Huck and Marler. Uh, I am on the way home from the world's largest outdoor ass kicking. Georgia just kicked Florida's teeth in, and uh, it was awesome. The defense fr- finally got some pressure. The offense in Bowers absence had a bunch of guys step up and uh so that was a lot of fun. Uh Marler, I want to go ahead and apologize to your Twitter mentions. mentions. Um I'm sure that Georgia fans will not be calm and reasonable. So um hang in there bro and uh some of us really love you. Uh thanks guys love the pod and uh, go dogs. That was nice. I like all jokes aside, I I, yeah. All jokes aside, I know that I I know I give Georgia fans shit more than any other team. Like, and I also know that I bring on a majority of it. I can admit that. Okay, like I I know that I do that. Somebody, I will also this? say, what? I said, is somebody clipping this uh, audio or no. video right now? Of you no. saying this? But I will also say that, like yesterday, when I first posted it, there were a lot of people. Corey Brown's in here. I know Tyler Davis is, is a guy that does this. Willie Gray, actually, Willie Gray kind of came after me a little bit, and deservingly so. But like, there were so many people that like went out of their way to to be like, "Hey, man, he's actually good people. He just, I don't know what he's doing here." Um, and it was like, it was like all in good fun, and I really, I really did appreciate that. I will also tell you that like in one of one of my grown up moves, there was somebody that was like, "That guy's a fucking clown. Like, eat shit and die." And I was like. And then, like, came back and somebody was trying to defend me. And the guy that was defending me, he responded to him. And he's like, no, he's a fucking moron, blah, blah, blah. I should have said this. And I, I started to write back, like, uh, he made some comment about me being a comedian. I started to write back. And I was like, why don't you calm down and eat a dick? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I stopped. I stopped. And then I checked the response to, like, that he apparently responded. He goes, I'm just giving him a hard time. I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm like, well, thank God. I felt like I had to eat a dick. So. <laughs> All right, uh, this one, actually, the guy called in was, like, critiquing parts of the show, critiqued. And I get it, guys. You know, the, those of you that called in, I'll probably change the voicemail. It is long. I'm just trying to win. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but he had some critiques on the show, so I'll play this one. Jesus Christ. I waited for a fucking hour and a half for that voicemail to be over with. Tyler, tell you what, um, I like watching paint dry. 
okay. Felt like watching Florida trying to play offense. I'm calling because Georgia sucks, for one. And I'll just say it. Their fans are very rude, even though sometimes it's deserved. And someone hacked my account and said all these things. AI is crazy, Tyler. AI is crazy. And someone hacked my account and clearly said that Florida was going to win. And I never would have fucking said I would never fucking say that. Ever. Ever. Two things I won't say. Go Gators or go Isaac. Because to me, they're pretty much the same fucking thing. You're welcome. Anyway, um, hope the show's going well. Uh, tell Marla to stop moving around. Um, I mean, that kid, he can't sit still. He can't sit still. Jesus. Uh, Tyler, you're the, you're the best part of the show. I think everyone knows that. I wish Marla would let you talk more. Not off to a good start. He's calling his own hotline. But anyway, um, just want to say thanks to you guys. You do a great job. You're both very attractive and you can tell very successful in your personal lives. And it means the world you take the time out of your day to come on here and, and talk to these, uh, these fans and, and stuff that about football. Um, there's an iCarly marathon on as well. So I'm going to get back to that. You guys have a blessed day. That part was real. <laughs> I was like, I think you may have been able to pull it off but you kept switching from like being you and then being somebody else <laughs> so i have like have to get back into like doing accent work that's the dumbest thing i ever said i i prank called sec this morning before the bama texas game and like got into doring and pb and i was like i was like let me tell you something right now them tight ass t-shirts and and like asked a question about like bicep training or something and then doring was like yeah you know you should ask my buddy chris marler because this is clearly him and i was like fuck <laughs> That was good. Well, we have probably 10 other ones. Maybe we'll get back to them <laughs> in a are different there, part of the Are there any that, like, you can see, like, is there one more that's, like, really good that we need to get into the actual show? Or we can uh, play them at the end. I mean, someone did call it 3 a.m. Yes. All right, let's see what this one looks like. God, what if it's the guy that... Hug, Uncle Chris, I love the show. This is Scott from Georgia. 3 a.m. Been listening to the show for a long time. Hiccups. Tell you what. Chris said that Georgia wasn't anything to be afraid of. Bama wasn't scared of Georgia. Uh, that Florida was going to upset us this week. Uncle Chris, that would be hilarious <laughs> if U.S. came in and uh, and put a little juice on this rivalry. But no. when it came down to it at 3.30 on a Saturday, Florida had to strap on that helmet <laughs> He up the football. They effed around and found out about the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia ain't afraid of Florida, Missouri, Alabama, Michigan. We aren't that hard to find, and we will make history this year. Going for the three-peat. Let's go. Alabama's not afraid of Georgia. That first weekend in December, it's not like Georgia's going to be afraid of Alabama. We're going to strap it up. We're going to take care of business. Let's go, dogs. I like that. <laughs> 3 a.m., baby. There was, there was some struggle in there with some yeah. Education. I I love the fact that we're at we're at the point of the podcast now where like we have inside jokes with listeners. That really is my favorite thing. And you guys are great. And I'm I it is it is awesome to hear some of these like these calls this week have been good because they're referencing things from other pods that we've done. Yeah, yeah some of them some of them were really funny. Some of them were, were referencing things that were really funny. I totally get it. 
All right, let's get into some other games. Where do you guys want to go next? I'm sure we're going to lose a few people. You guys can just dictate the show. Why don't we go here for a second? Well, actually, I'm going through what we had last time. We're definitely not going to talk about Ohio State-Wisconsin. That was a snooze fest. Yep. We can talk a little bit about Tennessee and Kentucky. Why don't we talk, why don't we talk about this? Okay. Okay. So Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, this game was on last night. I was I happened to be at a Halloween get-together at the house of a Tennessee fan. So we had a lot of Tennessee. We had a Halloween get-together every fucking Saturday night for like, a month. That's untrue. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, final score: Tennessee thirty-three, Kentucky twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, things got a little hairy there in what the third quarter for for Tennessee. A little bit, yeah. Um, it was actually the only time I'm looking at a uh, win probability chart. The only time that it peaked over fifty percent for Kentucky was on play one thirty of the game. There were 172 plays. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened on that play, but it, at one point they were favored to win the game. But alas, Kentucky just continues to take beating after beating from Tennessee. Not yeah. much changes when talking about historics and, and some of these rivalries. Um, I thought both teams played okay on offense. I mean, you look at the stats, like what was kind of shocking, maybe not totally because Tennessee has stopped the run all year, is that. As far as the rushing game was concerned, uh, Kentucky advanced analytics was performing in the 20th percentile on the ground, which has not been their MO all year. Right. Um, You know, they averaged 3.61 yards per play on rush plays, and Tennessee just completely buried the running game. Yeah. Put the game on Devin Leary's back, which you never want to do. And Tennessee comes away with a victory. Good win. Yeah, I thought that Tennessee... This was like a game I thought they would blow them out, and they had some opportunities to do so. I, I think that we're starting to see now that we're getting into November, the the identity of teams like are becoming them true like their truth self, their true selves. And with Tennessee, their true self is they have a quarterback that does not have a killer instinct. They have an offense that doesn't have the ability to have the killer instinct. The defense is really good. The defense continues to be very underrated. I also was very impressed with Devin Leary yesterday. Devin Leary looked really good. They, he, he completed a lot of passes. Um, I, I thought they did really, really well. The, the crowd was great. They were into it. Um, but I tell you what, Tennessee, if you would have told me before the season that Tennessee trying to end games was going to lean on the run game after everything they lost a year ago, I would have been shocked. I would have been shocked. And it was those, those two running backs, man, they were really, really impressive, especially getting to open field and getting to open space. Like in small spaces, what they're able to do with these cuts and like like in a phone booth, they are they are probably two of the more impressive backs in the conference. It was really impressive to watch. Yeah, man, Jalen Wright, 11 carries, 120 yards, 10.91 yards per play. Um, and look, that was the difference. I mean, Kentucky yeah. couldn't run the ball. Ray Davis, 16 carries, 42 yards. He did have a touchdown. Um and Tennessee clearly had a game plan. We're going to stop the run. We're going to make Devin Leary beat us. And Devin Leary did his best. I mean, he threw for 373 yards, 28 of 39 completions, two touchdowns, no picks, only sacked once. But Tennessee had a little bit of both going. It's uh, Joe Milton. I mean, he had an efficient day, 17 to 20, 227 yards, a touchdown, no picks, sacked twice. Yeah. Um, but it was that running game that really was the difference for Tennessee. And I think that's what you want to see if you're a Tennessee fan. That's the, clearly the strength of the team this year. Play defense, run the ball. Uh, Willie Gray said Kentucky was unprepared for the hurry-up offense. I don't know how you could be unprepared for a hurry-up offense when that's literally what Tennessee does. You had a week off, man. 
you had a week off. And this is something I, I, I said, and, and I'm, I'm going to stand by it for a while until I'm proven wrong, is like you you have to like like I'm I'm, I'm so fucking tired of telling of telling this team that they're great and patting them on the back and coddling this program like because because they're a feel good story like at what point is it not a feel good story anymore is it like always a feel good story because it's like like or are we going to sit here and say and, and like this is this is not trying to be disrespectful to 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 Mark Stoops or like I'm much more comfortable with saying like you know what Mississippi State's a, it, it, it's a good win when they beat so and so because they're an eight win program Kentucky if you beat I don't know, Florida, like you did. That's a great win because you're an eight-win program. But I'm tired of sitting here and putting lipstick on a fucking pig and talking about how, like, oh, my gosh, this is the bell of the ball. Like, this is like this is such an incredible job. We do this every single fucking offseason with this team, and it blows my mind because it's like at what he's been there for a decade. Yeah. And it, he's a good coach, but it's like he's not elite because – because he took a team that should have finished fifth in the East and they finished third. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, you just gotta you just gotta buy more players. I mean He's not wrong. Heard man say it. It's yeah. uh but uh yeah, look, I mean Kentucky, like it, all things considered, I mean they averaged almost seven yards of play. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they didn't come to play in this game and the Tennessee was just a better team. I mean, they got better players, um had a better running game in this game, they got a better defense, I think. And so um I mean the when you look at the box score, the teams were pretty well matched up. Yeah. Um, Tennessee just had enough on defense and enough in the run game to pull it out on the road. It's a great win, man. It, it is like we joke all the time because it's called Kroger Field. And I was talking about it last night. I was like, they got to change that name. Like that's just not I like it. But um, what, if they, what if they had to change it based off of their year on like on strictly in terms of like what it what level of grocery store it was based off the year they had? So like yeah. if they if they Instead of having like relegation, if they're six and six, they have to drop it down to like Piggly Wiggly. Like, bro, I tell yeah. you what, you got to seven, you got to turn into a fucking Ingles. We're in trouble here, guys. Yeah, they're they're dangerously close to Food Lion at this point. <laughs> Dude, Food Lion is so big in South <laughs> Carolina. It is it is an indoor swap meet. It is fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gross. All right, we're gonna go. You know where you know where I briefly want to go, and I don't have a picture for this, so we can't do it. Okay. So we'll just here we'll do this instead. All right, the Marlar men. How about those fucking Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets beating UNC for the third straight year, a ranked UNC for the third straight year? We'll spend a one minute on this because I know that everyone in the comments hates Georgia Tech, and most of the country doesn't give a shit about anything they do. I love Brent Key. I think he's doing a great job. Love the fact that Buster Faulkner, fellow Parkview High alum, is is doing pretty good things that offense with Haynes King. Drake May is awesome. That game last night was awesome. It, it was. I, I just I got so bummed watching it now that I don't live in Atlanta because like that's like a perfect night in Atlanta. It like the the nestled into the fucking city right off 10th Street, the backdrop on the flats. I I romanticized about Bobby Dodd way too much more than I should. But Haynes King was awesome last night. Georgia Tech was awesome. And the fact that they were able to go beat a ranked UNC team for the third straight year, put up all the numbers they did on the ground against UNC and Gene Six defense. It was really cool. And then they stormed the field and then danced the whole night. And oh, it, there's not a single fucking – at one point – this is Saturday Night Football Uncensored, so I'm just going to fucking say it. But at one point, they showed the student section, and they were playing boozy. 
and I'm not going to sing the words because it's LSU hate week, yeah. but they were playing boozy wipe me down. Like the greatest fucking intro to any rap song ever. <laughs> Pull up to the club VIP gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. Fucking legendary iconic. They show the, they show the, the, the crowd and there's just one black kid in a blazer and khakis. And he's like, <laughs> what is that move called? Like, I don't know, but it's not something you do to boozy. No, you you really don't do it at all anymore. No, you don't. You don't. So there's that. Um, yeah, man, shout, out, shout out to Dante Smith, by the way. 22 carries, 178 yards. What did I read that I could be I could have been in a haze waking up, but did I read that Georgia Tech ran for 200 yards in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. That is insane. That is an insane oh, stat. Before the last drive when they got the interception, they were able to seal the deal. It was like a hundred and 79 and Tyler here's the thing too they were up by four in that game when they had the ball and and they could have iced it their running back had a breakaway like he he could have he could have left everyone and and scored um and he went down to run the clock out it was I mean it was beautiful so yeah big win um all right Oregon Utah this one Utah finally loses after 27 straight games if you don't count COVID year I got, I got some notes on this, actually. Okay. Uh, Oregon continues. What's that? 29 straight home wins. 29 straight home wins. Um, this game was never close. No. I, I, I'm i like, I'm kind of in my own head about my picks right now because I went 4-9 two weeks ago. But I had six picks that I really liked, and I would have gone 4-2 and two, except for I added A&M to score first and OU to, to cover, which is stupid. But one of the bets I made was Oregon to score first, which was should was like the lock of the week. It was and it was only like minus one thirty five, which was stupid. Um, this was never close, like you said. But before you get into it, here's some numbers, not including the COVID year. Here's Utah at home, twenty nine straight home wins. They've allowed twenty one points or more twice in the last four years. Twenty one of their last twenty three home wins have been by double digits. And the average margin of victory during those games is 24.4 points per game. They got fucking dominated from jump. And I think Oregon might be one of the top four teams in the country. When the, like, I don't know if they'll be in the playoff ranking, but they, they're really good. Yeah, man. The, Utah's uh, performance on offense, uh, second percentile in uh epa per play which is an advanced statistic yards per play they, they performed in the fifth percentile in the country uh explosive play rate in the zeroth percentile i'm Zero. sorry what happened uh they had they 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 had like one percent explosive play rate which is what is dead last in the country what is something you're in the zeroth percentile in um, like looking cool at a club, like dancing. I'm a good dancer. I can't. I can't. I can't get that. I made that up. I'm really good at dancing too. I can't really think of anything that I'm bad at. Wow, what an arrogant prick! <laughs> How about nah, humility? Maybe, maybe being married. Maybe okay. maybe being married. I wasn't good at that. Are we gonna get this out there now? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> We're just never uh, yeah, so third, both in a relationship at the same time, Tyler. That's the whole thing. That's you're right. Uh, thirty-five to six. I mean, just a total domination. I, I agree with you, man. Like, I, I think if Oregon and and Washington lined up in the Pac-12 championship game tomorrow, I think Oregon 
handles with Washington at this point. I, I yeah. feel like the two teams are kind of going in different directions. And uh, Oregon's going to be right in the thick of this thing when it, when it comes down to the end of the year. They're really good. Agreed. Bo Nix has been incredible. I think that he, like, just another game where he, I think he had, like, 300-something yards total, I want to say. I could be wrong on that. Chargers scored first. There we go. We're back at it, by the way. Um, I yeah, He had 250 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks, and he only ran for eight yards, so not quite 300 total yards, but he was good. Right. No, he was. I like, I just, and again, that's a tough place to play on the road. What was most impressive to me was this. And, and, and I understand that like comparing teams and like from different games and shit like that is not like the, the transit property is not something like the best way to, to look at stuff, but like, I know USC's defense is awful, but Utah went to USC with that same team and put up, over 35 points and or like near 35 points and came away with the win came with six points against Oregon like that like they just got dominated so um speaking of USC man 50 to 49 against Cal how fucking bad is USC's defense it's just dude 50 to 49 against Cal okay here's the thing too that 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 is like very frustrating like I cannot believe that Grinch has a job still mainly because it's 2023 and his actual last name is Grinch what kind of fucking what are we talking about right now? That's bad. That's bad. Wait. So the fact that he still has a job real bad. It's crazy to me. But like, so I, I remember looking at one point and I tweeted this out during the game. Cal had less yards than than USC. This is in the fourth quarter with eight minutes ago. They had less yards than USC. They were minus two in turnovers, and they were only three of nine on on third down, and they were beating them by eight. And Say what you want to about USC being able to come from behind and win that game. But that's a team that beat like lost to Auburn like 14 to 10, held Auburn's offense to 14 points, and yep. and only put up 10 against Auburn. And you t- you put up 49. Like, I don't I'll tell you what, I'm not even convinced they should have gone for two. I, I get I get you want to go win the game. I don't know if that was the best play. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, I think, I don't know the the analytics these days. Like, it it is. I'm, it would tell you to probably just go for it at that point. Yeah, they're, okay. they they fail coaches a lot. They fail coaches a lot. What are we like? Yeah. What what is what is that about? Like, it's like, well, the analytics. Who who are the fucking analytics? Who's behind it? Like, the files are inside the computer. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna scroll down just through the games real quick, and let's just maybe just go through them that way. Yeah, that's like, good. Like I said, we're not gonna talk about this because I, I thought there was there was a lot of stuff we didn't cover. Go ahead. Clemson is dead, dead. Oh yeah. Rock bottom for Clemson is being down twenty four to seven on the CW. Now CW wasn't that bad of a broadcast. I will <laughs> say it. I will also tell you there's something. This is gonna sound so dumb and and unlike me. There's something so GD charming about NC State Stadium after or in the month of October. It is like it looks it looks like a beautiful fall Saturday. I want to go. I still yeah. want to take my road trip through the ACC on Saturdays. I want to go to Chapel Hill. I want to go to to, to Raleigh. Dude, they have Snuggy Hill up there. It's just a cute little grass hill that all the fans sit on. General admission. Yeah. No, I want zero part of going to Wake Forest Stadium, but I will also tell you that I want all the other ones, like it just, it, it just, it's such a fun little day. Now, 
are we? I have a I had a segment I wanted to bring up later, but we're not gonna be able to do it because I didn't execute it correctly because I was singing Creed. Um, I want to talk about the most ridiculous stuff. Maybe we'll start next week and we'll make it a whole segment. The most ridiculous stuff from Saturday and like things that were said. Dave Doran getting after Steve Smith and telling him to kiss his ass. Ooh, love that. Uh Stick, stick, uh, sticking with the ACC, Duke no showed at Louisville, twenty three nothing. Yeah, um, I think uh, we talked about it. I mean, Riley Leonard gave it a go. He shouldn't have played last. No, week. I think if Duke, Duke, Duke had all of, that game was for an elimination to play in the ACC championship game. Yeah, now Louisville is like an eighty percent chance to play in the game. And had Duke just not played Riley Leonard against Florida State and let him heal up. He would have been fully healthy in this game. It could have been a different outcome. So Duke's out of it. That story's kind of over now. But um, And then, dude, Miami almost lost to Virginia at home. Virginia would have gone back-to-back weeks as a 28-point underdog winning outright had they won that game. They, they, they lost it over. Yeah. Um, continuing with teams that should not have lost and did. Ooh, yeah, that was a big one. Eat Did a not dick, RJ Young. Eat a dick, and that stupid turtleneck, turtleneck and chain. I love the fact that they lost. I actually pulled for Colorado this weekend just because of of that entire setup. It was one of the best uniform games I've seen in a while. The UCLA uniforms, the alternates they did, and they almost sold out the Rose Bowl for the allotted seats. Tyler, dude, shout out Kansas though for real. Six and yeah. two. I mean, they hadn't beat. When was the last time they beat Oklahoma? They've it had been like them more than Texas. They've beaten Texas. That's true. Uh, I think it had been like 30 years since they beat Oklahoma. Um, really? I could be way off on that, but I think it, was, it had been a long, long, long time. Um, seen a lot of- and they're doing it without Jalen Daniels, too. I mean, Jason Bean's come in. It's, he didn't throw any touchdowns in this game, but he ran for the, the game, the game, yeah. score. Yeah, he had four r- runs for 62 yards. Um, man, Oklahoma's, I'm glad as a four state fan because there was this narrative starting to be conjured up that was like well if everyone goes undefeated that's undefeated right now which was impossible since ohio state michigan saw the play yeah that like somehow an undefeated florida state wouldn't make the playoff right i'm glad we don't have to argue about that anymore maybe um, liberty OU uh, had a OU had won 18 in a row dating back to 2000 um okay really yeah. Not 30 years. Right, but hardly any of them were really exactly. close. Like, they had the game in 2022. It was They won by 10. The game in 2021 was that famous one. It was in, it was in Lawrence where um, Caleb Williams had to do, like, the, the pullback, which was, like, he, they should have been stopped short, like, on fourth down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, a lot of blowouts. I mean, a lot of embarrassing blowouts looking through some of these numbers. Um, yeah, I, I – like, Dylan Gabriel, I'm just so confused because – they were able to run the ball effectively. They were, but like you think of Oklahoma's offense, and it's like okay, they're going to throw the football, and they're going to they're going to be high high flying offense. They get they got Jeff Levy at, at at OC, and we've seen them all year. It, going into the fourth, I think uh, I think on the final drive, Dylan Gabriel had thirteen pass attempts going into the final drive. Yeah, he only had nineteen total. So he threw for one hundred sixty-seven yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, he did run for three touchdowns. Um, but yeah, man, this is a great win. So Kansas is six and two. Mm-hmm. I think Lance Leopold's got to be. I, I, Kansas to me was one of those jobs where like I don't think anybody could ever 
no turn a program like Kansas into something. No. I mean, I guess Fat Man Gino did. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, the, Lance Leopold, Mike Elko, like those are going to be two hot names in this offseason, and there will be some openings potentially yeah. in the SEC. Yeah. Um, so this is a great win for Kansas. I I didn't think that they could pull it off. I thought I thought Oklahoma had it scare last week against UCF, and they'd be right for this game. It's not like they were bad. They put up 436 yards of offense, but Kansas just was too. I mean, it's crazy we're saying it, but Kansas was too powerful on offense. Yeah, outgained them, outscored them, and it was a great game though, man. Back and forth at the end. Um, that was a really good game to. It sucked because it went a little long and then it got switched over to FS1. I couldn't find it for a while and then yeah. the Georgia game started. So, but I definitely watched the end of that game too and it was great. So, um, um, shout uh, out to Kansas. I don't know if we have any listeners. We did get that one Oklahoma email or uh, voicemail. Voicemail. I didn't even download it because it's three minutes long. Wait, you got to start downloading it. They, they're calling for a reason. I'm sorry, Oklahoma listener. I mean, we could still play it. Oh. What? I mean, yeah, see what it says for a minute. Well, I, okay. Well, it's going to take me a while to pull it up. All right, well, then well, while you're doing that, I'll kind of breeze through some of the other stuff. How about Washington going on the road to Stanford and struggling the entire game? And if it wasn't for Stanford dropping a, a first down when they were down by two on fourth down, like where he had plenty of room to run, they might have lost that game. Uh, like, Yeah, Stanford. Is that? Oh, it's, like, oh sorry. Hold on. My my ESPN was playing. It was a commercial with a very scary voice, and I thought it was the voicemail. Got a little, a little spooked out. Got a little razzled. A little razzled there. Spooky season. You ever been to Razzles in Daytona Beach? No. You should ask Kyle Price about Razzles. Side note on Razzles. I I dude, hide the. What's wrong with you? I dude. I got. I, I got to. I'll figure this We're out. We were talking about dancing earlier. I got into what I thought was a dance off at Razzles in Daytona Beach in like at spring break in 2008 or 2007. And I turned my back while I was doing, I was walking it out and some stranger pulled a knife on me <laughs> and like, and tried to stab me. And Kyle saw the what? whole thing and he was like, yeah, I, all, I, I thought we were like, I thought we were hitting it off. I was being pretty, pretty big white kid. Just like, Desperately trying to fit in with the the, the black crowd at the club. So that right. that might be something that you're a zero percentile in. I'm a listen. Somebody asked about it earlier. Get on YouTube. Look up Brick Dick Dance Off because I want to dance off. And they filmed it and put it on the internet. It's still there. So suck. I haven't seen this. Should we watch a lot of the show? Not. I'm wearing a wrestling singlet. And I'm, it was very cold that night. Oh wow. Okay. Well, let's get to this Oklahoma. It yeah. is three minutes long. So um, we don't have to maybe... play all of it. Let's just get to the highlights. Yeah. Hey. <clears throat> Yeehaw. Guys, man, Billy here from a cold, gray, depressing, rainy Oklahoma, which matches the mood of a team that I think, if we're honest, we knew was never a championship team. But to have that hope of going from the debacle of last year with the remnants of the disaster that Tebow left behind. Oh, wait. There's just so much hate. Maybe this is a Florida fan. Built up that was turning into hope. He's enunciates so well. That was crushed <laughs> on rainy day 
in front of a bunch of dorks in Kansas that okay, were so just wasting about... time till basketball season. Wait, hold on. Why, why? Hold on. I'm gonna pause it. Why did he mention Tebow? I don't know. I, that took me a minute too. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. It says Tebow in the translation. It sounded like Tebow, but I don't know. How much longer is he? What? He's pausing in between every I don't word. No. There's another two minutes. What? Insanity ran through Jeff Levy's head when you've got Tawi Walker just banging heads out there, completely changing the tone of this game to then say, I know what's a great idea. I bet this will impress my daddy brow if I go ahead and just get this little little in sweep with a wide receiver. Let's let's stop running the ball with a guy that's just murdering people out there and give it to a wide receiver and run him not around the edge where you can use a little speed. No, send him right up the middle with Kansas linebackers that have just been knocking the dog snot out of people all day. It's all, I mean, his play calling has been infuriating all year. Yet yeah, we're putting up great numbers. DG, you know, DG. it's pouring rain. Terrible conditions. He throws a bad ball, and then you just completely abandon throwing the ball downfield the rest of the game. And now, forget about making the CFP. There's no way they're gonna they're gonna destroy us in the playoffs. Thirty seconds because they've been looking for the entire media has been looking for an excuse to discount Oklahoma. We just gave it to them. We looked. Like something you scraped off the bottom of your boot. And now we have to go into next week up in Stillwater against Little Brother and have to be stressed about it all week. Because let me tell you, no matter what, no matter how, this isn't even a rivalry. They haven't even won 20. Oh, it just cuts off at three minutes. Okay. So he was going to continue to go. So, <laughs> real quick, state of, go ahead. We got bots in the chat. I, I'm trying to block him right now. Oh yeah, it says okay. he's blocked. So uh, I'm sh- I'm just fired up that we have Oklahoma fans listening in, and it's yeah. great. It's a great tee up for next year when you guys are in the SEC. We do predominantly have an SEC listenership. I, so some get of the mix. listeners are like OU, Washington. We have Iowa. Robert Shoffley, like it's awesome. I love it so much. Um, just kind of keeping the Big Twelve right now. If if I told you to guess what Oklahoma State's record is, do you what would you guess? Team we haven't talked about all year. Well, I do know that they got just absolutely destroyed by South Alabama at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my guess would be maybe they're four and four. Six and two. Six and two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. I always say that that they are a team that we don't talk about until November, like, and now we're here and and like we're still not talking about it, but it's 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 pretty pretty impressive. Um, okay, also we don't need to get too much into it, but I thought this was a very impressive win. Texas beating BYU. I I don't think that BYU is a very good team by any means, and I, I don't want to give Texas too much credit. They had they overcame a lot in this game of their own self inflicted wounds, like where they they had a couple goal line stands, they had a couple turnovers in this game Xavier Worthy though returns a punt for a touchdown first time in his career A.D. Mitchell has two touchdown catches um the fact that I just told you A.D. Mitchell had two touchdown catches with a backup QB 
this is a scary team for the first time in program history. Their first nine games, they put up 30 plus points or more. Also the fact that they've played nine games already, just straight through kind of crazy. Um, really impressed with that. Now in the same state, the trophy game, Carolina comes oh, yeah. out. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from giving Carolina too much shit because I know that I did that uh, probably a little bit too much um, last week. Um, As they finally got it to Nick Harbor a lot again. That's exactly what I was gonna say. They 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 get they get. I'm trying to look at the numbers right now. They're not neither one of these teams is ranked though, so it's uh, it's gonna take me a second. Um, Nick Harbor they got to him early and often. I thought Spencer Rattler was good, even though he was under duress the whole time. Max Johnson, Max Johnson, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the country that makes you more uncomfortable with him getting rid of the football. It, it is, it, he is a car desperately, he, he is somebody with their foot stuck in a fucking train track trying to get off the rails before the train hits him. Every single time he drops back, it's just like, is he going to get rid of the football? Is he going to get rid of the football? Um, Spencer Rattler in this game, 20, 33, 176 yards, one touchdown. They actually ran the ball pretty well. Mario Anderson had 72 yards. Um, but as a team, 28, uh, 28 carries for 33 total yards. Cause they gave up seven sacks. It looks like, um, or six sacks. I thought A&M came out was better than I thought they had been in a while. They had the off week. The, the play calling is still pretty. Ugh. It's, it's not anything like that's great, but here's the best thing I saw. You ready? Anaya Smith, six catches, 118 yards. Evan Stewart, six catches for 55 yards. Get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Tw- like That's 12 of the total 20 completions they had in the game went to those two players. Um, Nick Harbour, six catches for 59 yards. That's like double the receptions he's had all season. Thought there were a lot of positives to take away. A&M was clearly the better team. Here is something that's that's pretty interesting that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you. Um, hold on. Where'd it go? While you pull that up, uh, South Carolina overall, though, 3.43 yards per play. That is that's awful in the third percentile. That is very bad. Very bad. Hold on. Let's see if I can look this up. I thought this was interesting. And and by the way, if I if I told you to guess how many, um, how many out of the eight games they've played, how many home games Carolina has played so far, what would you guess? Uh, well, I'm gonna think it's on the low side, so I'm gonna say three. I fucking hate playing this game with you. Um, here you go. Oh, hold on, wait, wait. You ready for this? Wow, look at you. I did this kind of. This is cool. Doesn't look great, but I didn't think all that was gonna happen. All right, so this is a little number comparison from obviously uh home and away. So Spencer Rattler at home obviously balled out all year. His numbers away from home, man, like. And this is just pass yards per game, but he's he's been getting decimated behind the line of scrimmage because of like all the, the how bad the offensive line's been. Um, it's been bad. It's been bad. But the the difference in numbers, home versus away. Now I understand that the 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 home games you've had a little bit of lesser competition, so the numbers can be skewed a little bit. Not this much, man. Like that. That's. I mean, like, dude, you're talking about three games versus five games, and you have two touchdown passes. That's not good. Yeah. Not good. Not getting it done. No. Um, Auburn had a big win. Yeah. Let's talk about. They covered the spread there. Um, yeah. Love to get this graphic off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Auburn, Auburn had a big win. Here's some numbers from that. I, I pulled up Peyton Thorne in the first half. Peyton Thorne in the first half goes 15 of 20 for 190 yards. Um, now, this doesn't sound like it's anything crazy, right? Because we're all mm-hmm. fans of normal football teams that, that play normal offenses for the most part. Auburn is not that. Remember earlier in the year when I told you that Auburn hadn't had a hundred yards passing in like their last five power five games total. Like it, it's almost impossible to do. That's um, gonna be hard to watch as a fan, honestly. Has to be. Has to be. And then they finally got they got by and they had like 104 or something like that. Um, Peyton Thorne in the first half of that game goes for 190, completes 75% of his passes, three touchdowns, Tyler, against Mississippi State. Now, that's a spot that I thought – I think I said before the game, I was like, if anyone thinks that Auburn's scoring 28 points, you're out of your fucking mind. Because, like, there was a couple of predictions I saw. Um, they looked a lot better. Now now we're getting into the part of the season, two where Hugh Freeze – we were saying this to before the before the season, like, I see seven wins on that schedule. You're four and four. You look at what they have left, right? Also, they didn't score <laughs> – they didn't score 28. They scored 27. So yeah. I guess I was right. Um, <laughs> but you look at you look what they have left at Vandy this weekend, at Arkansas, New Mexico State. You're gonna get bowl eligible. And that's really big for, for a team that was bowl eligible in 2021, but like, you know, hair of your chin chin ten chin type thing. Peyton Thorne had three touchdown passes in this game. That is one more touchdown pass than they had in the previous. Four SEC games combined through the air. So I thought that was really impressive and good for Oliver. Um, I want to shout out in the Pac-12, the both the Arizona schools. Arizona State at home against Washington State, outright win 38-27. And then Arizona at home against number 11 Oregon State takes them down 27-24. Arizona is a good team. They're, they're not, five they're and not they're not bad. They're, they've played a lot of good teams closely. This is a big win. Um, it wasn't in Corvallis, but I mean, dude, Fafita at Arizona, like I thought maybe Jaden Delora was going down would be probably the end of their season. He's just been incredible for them. Dude. So also shout out Wildcats. Arizona scored. Arizona scored with two minutes and 22 seconds left to make this 27 to 17. Like th- this was by all accounts, like, like okay. Here you go. Arizona State came down, or I'm sorry, Oregon State came down and scored on the very opening kick, make it seven nothing. Um, they tied it up at ten. They tied it up in the second quarter, ten ten. They had the ball going in to kick a field goal, on uh, like with like less than a minute to go. And as I'm turning it on to, to, from like the Tech game, they faked they faked the field goal, but it got it got moved back because they they they. I'm trying to think of how this happened. Like they lined up to kick a field goal. They were going to run a fake because it was like fourth and two. They were going to run a fake. So they had to move it back. There's three seconds left in the, in the half. So it's fourth and seven and you kick the field goal and take the lead. I turn away and I start watching something else and I click back after halftime. It's still 10, 10. And I was like, what the fuck? They tried the fake again from like the 28 yard line instead of taking the lead, which made zero sense to me. Um, they come out, they're down 13-10. They take the lead in the fourth quarter, but Arizona ran through Oregon State, which is like, I know Oregon State is not, you know, Georgia by any means, but like, thank God, because that would be a whole fucking nightmare that first caller would have to deal with. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, Oregon State, they play really good, fundamentally sound offense and defense, especially on defense. And they got, I mean, they they were getting trucked by, by Arizona's running backs. 
Crystal brought it up in the comments. Arizona's been playing really well in the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, this is a team that's five and three, right? They're one win away from getting bowl eligible. Left on the schedule, Colorado, Arizona State, those are two wins, I think, even though they're on the road. You get Utah at home, which I don't know if that's as tough as we think it might be because of Utah's offensive situation. UCLA yeah. at home with a freshman quarterback. Like, I don't think that they're going to go nine and three by any means, but I will tell you that we're looking at a team that lost in double overtime to Mississippi State on the road, lost by seven to Washington, and lost by two to USC. Arizona might be one of the most underrated teams in the country. Yep. Yeah, and they're still not ranked this week, but I think to, Jed Fish has done a really good job there, and he's going yeah. to be great now. Um, USC all right, any other games we want to – what's that? USC is still ranked. How? I have no idea. No idea. Um, all right, let's – any other games you want to cover before we get to our top five? No, I don't think so. I don't I think we've pretty much covered them all. I will tell you that this has been probably my favorite show of the year. I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, I do want to give one special shout-out real quick, okay? Yeah. Just from the bottom of my heart. Oh, God, this is not going to be real. Krista Kissinger. Why don't you why don't you change you should why don't you change your name to Krista kissing kissing my ass this week because LSU Bama in Tuscaloosa. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. I am so terrified. I am so terrified of this game. But I'm I'm also What's very the, pumped. Do we have a spread on that game? Four and a half. Ooh. It's the lowest it's been, I think. I think I think even the I think even the 2019 season Bama was favored by five. Really? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm That's gonna be a great game. Um we'll see. All right. What's your what's your top five right now? Okay, so <laughs> start with number one. Um, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. We did Arizona. we did see oh yeah. Yeah, if we're getting paid, DM me, Michael Kelly. We'll definitely, I'll definitely do a video for you. I'll definitely do a video for you. I'm not above any of that. Girlfriend's birthday is coming up on <laughs> Thursday, so would love to do that. Um, that goes for everybody. <laughs> um, so are we not going to cover the Bama versus the bye game? <laughs> Getting Bama calls. Freddie Servant said, what are the chances Michigan gets banned from the postseason play? I, I do want to touch on this real quick because I thought this was interesting. Right as we hit record, there was a article that came out from Matthew Washington on the score that says this is a report. Michigan rescinds their new contract to Harbaugh um, amid sign-stealing scandal. So he asked if they think they're going to get banned from postseason play. I have every reason to believe that the NCAA will not do whatever makes the most sense like they always do. Yeah. And so I think that my, my actual take on this Tyler, and I don't want to hear yours too, is like, I think nothing happens. I think nothing happens because like it's a blue blood program that is in the, the hunt for a national championship this season. And you just, it would be insane to me that if for the first time, if the NCAA made the appropriate punishment for a team and I just I haven't seen them do that. I haven't seen them do that. Like for it's a, a good for a team. It's a good point here in the chat. Michael Kelly says the Big Ten might do something about it, though. That is that is interesting. I would be interested to see what at the conference level happens because I want to say what didn't this start through a complaint through the conference? 
I'm pretty sure there's rumors, and Jack Mac is the one fucking doing it, who's like, I don't believe anything he says, especially after the bullshit that he pulled at the, the Florida baseball situation, um, which was still fucking disgusting. But I will say that this has been, Shiano was obviously talking about it in-game. I think that from what I've heard, there's a lot of rumors that say that like this all started from Ryan Day. And I'm, isn't Gene Kelly the the AD or the, the Big Ten commissioner who used to be the AD at Ohio State? Or am I completely fucking that up? I think I might be fucking that up. There's one way to find out. Yeah, just Google it. I, I, I will tell you that I, I do think that like the Big Ten has a problem with this because because here, here's the thing, even from the national standpoint, if you want to say, again, oh, it's not a big deal, everyone does it, then how are you this stupid to get caught? How are you – and like I'm sure that Ohio State I know hates Michigan. I know they do. Michigan State, I know they hate Michigan. Penn State probably dislikes Michigan a whole bunch, especially if they're cheating them and they've been like the roadblock – to them getting getting further up in the in the totem pole. All those other teams, I don't think they're going to look at this and think like, oh, Michigan, the, the team that's like carried the water for the conference for a season and a half and has looked down their nose, not only at us, but every other team in the country for decades. Fuck Michigan. Like the, I'm, I'm, I bet the Big Ten has a huge problem with this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um Zach Woodhurst said, have you seen Dave Portnoy's antics? Dude, that is Dave Portnoy, Portnoy's shtick on everything. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't pay too much attention to – he'd be going crazy on, if it was Ohio State doing it. So, Oh, he, I did think that part was funny, the, the, the sign thing. But his his whole thing about, like, tweeting at Pete Thamel about being a clown, I didn't think that was yeah. funny. I That's just, just me personally, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. All right, so top five. You want to start at five or you want to start at one? I'll start at one. Okay. Arizona. Best in America is Georgia. I don't know how we could have thought anything else. Um, one, Georgia. I will match you. I will match you with Georgia at number one. I've got them as my number okay. one now. Two, Ohio State because of the resume. Um, three, okay. now, I, I will tell you this. I will base this week's rankings, and it's a, it's a fucking ever-moving target for me, and moving the goalposts. For this week, I will tell you what I think based off of who would win each game. Okay? Okay. Well, that's where I, how I'm going to rank them. One, okay. Georgia. Two, Ohio State. Three, Oregon. Okay. I would have Oregon at three. Four, Florida State. Five. Who am I forgetting? Who am I? Michigan. Um, Washington, Texas. I'll put Michigan at five. Okay. I will match you with Georgia at one. I'm going to go Florida State at two. Okay. Ohio State, three. Oregon, four. Washington five because fuck Michigan, they're cheating bunch of bitches and they're not in my top five. You had Washington five? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, love it. I know Washington beat Oregon straight up, but I think Oregon's a better team. Yeah, that's fair. And I know Washington has no losses and Oregon has one to Washington. I still think I'll stand by if they and they may well play in the back uh, the Pac twelve championship game. I think Oregon will win the rematch. I agree. All right, cool. Uh, anything else tonight? That's it. This was a great show. This was a really fun show. I had a lot of fun. Michael Kelly, well, don't forget to DM me. We appreciate you guys tuning in yet again. Uh, the numbers grow every week. Our listenership, we just found when we were talking to corporate, the suits told us that listenership is up 21% month over month. Pretty awesome. 
I can't even explain how much it's up year over year. The show is growing rapidly. It's because you guys are sharing it with your friends, your family. We really appreciate that. Continue to do it. Give us five stars. We do have some five-star ratings to, to read. We haven't done that in a while. We have some so five-star ratings? We do. I, I need to look them up so I can read them. Man. But I want to do that now because we haven't done it in a few weeks. Okay. All right. Reviews, reviews. Okay. Five Man. star pod. Uh, or five star host. Love the pod. This is from Bama Bo, actually. So shout out Bama Bo. He's, he calls it, I think it's the same Bama Bo. Probably not too many. Okay. Love the pod. Wish I could give you guys higher than a five star rating. The breakdown and true analytics while only using a small amount of personal homer picks are incredible. Keep up what y'all are doing with the show and keeping the listeners involved. Hashtag Bama Bo. And this one, Uncle Chris and T Huck. Corbin here, longtime listener, but I've slacked by not giving a review. This is the best dang podcast ever. It's captivating, blend of awesome content, engaging storytelling, and charismatic charismatic hosts like yourself. It's an enjoyable listening experience with the perfect balance between humor and statistics. This podcast has not only entertained us all over the years. It has also fostered a sense of community among its devoted listeners like myself and others around the South. Roll Tide from Piedmont, Alabama. That is Corbin. So we appreciate it, Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Uh, and yeah, guys, leave a five-star review. We will read the best ones like we just did. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Leave a message. This is a big week for messages. You've got Bedlam. This is the last ever Bedlam. Yeah. We got to get callers for that. We, of course, have Bama LSU. We've got Georgia, Missouri. It's a big week. So call the hotline 770-674-8233. Don't forget to check out the videos and the clips from the show on Twitter at Sat Down South, on Instagram and TikTok at Saturday Down South, and on YouTube, Saturday Down South. We appreciate you guys tuning in. For Chris, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you guys this week. Have a great Monday. That's not what I meant to press. Press. Oh,